What up, though, everybody? Thank you for listening and watching another episode of the Three Raw Three Raw Podcast. This is CJ. The man's Rob. Your boy Jimmy. Yeah, what's been going on, fellas? Shit, man, cooling, dog. Stand out the way. Same here, bro. I ain't trying to get this Rona shit, dog. Bro, everybody in my job, nigga, everybody in my job is like, man, hope I catch that shit so I can be off for two weeks. I'm like, you crazy, man. Niggas <laughs> <laughs> just be sitting, popping off at the mouth saying anything for a joke, dog. Reaching for the punchline. Right. I'm like, shit, fuck that. I'm taking this shit serious. Man. Fuck y'all shit. I mean, I'm going to do a little quarantine for a couple weeks to get off work, but at the same time, I ain't trying to catch that shit. The thing about catching it is, man, what people don't realize, it's a 50-50 thing. You know, you might you might catch it and die. You might catch it and be okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So you you want to play with your, your, your health like that? Go ahead. You know, some people that had think about this some people got illnesses that they don't even know they got until something like that major happened you know what i mean right mm-hmm. or until they come up during age man it's just like diabetes for example a lot of people got that and have no clue simply because they ain't you know their blood sugar level ain't went extreme yet or drop extreme they never know you know what i mean yeah yeah a lot of these people like pre-diabetic too bro a lot of people don't know it man I know when I had got my transplant, they had to put me on the steroids and stuff like that to for the organ itself to build back up. Mm-hmm. The only thing about that was by default I became a plea diabetic. Now mind you, this is back when I was like I got my transplant, I was like maybe a hundred and fifty pounds, one one fifty, yeah. one sixty, something like that. Yeah. So it didn't even matter about the size, it just a matter about, you know, certain medications, the certain things you put in your system. So you gotta watch it, you know what I mean? Right. One of my boys, he had got uh, he had gotten shot, and uh, he was he was in the hospital for a little bit, and he was skinny when we was in high school, and he he blew up, and he, he didn't even look like himself, and you know that's what he you know them steroids or just medicine itself, you know it 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 can take care of one thing, but it can it can damage some others. And that's yep. the best part about the side effects of the whole situation. You thinking you, you get because you get big so quick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it, it takes your body a long time trying to, you know, respond to the steroid mm-hmm. and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that prednisone ain't trust me, dog, just from experience, that shit wasn't fool. I mean, cool. I ain't gonna say it was bad, but you know, because like look let's look at the bigger purpose. Like I had an old transplant, you know what I mean? So I gotta like outweigh the good and the bad. You feel what I'm saying? The pro and cons. Yeah, the pro and the cons. You know what I'm saying? So one of the cons of that was, like, bone um, losses. Like, you know what I'm saying? I can forget the wrong word, uh, but, like, strengthening the bones because of the prednisone, walking around with a puffy face, acne problems and shit, man, waking up with a pimple on your nose and shit like that. Then on top right, of that. you talking about bone marrow loss. No, not the marrow, the um cartilage, some shit like that. I forget what they said. Mm. But um there's levels to it, man, you know, but just think about the people who not taking medications, who smoke and drink all day. I mean I, I say it all the time. If you was out here drinking, also who's diabetic, bro. Also who's diabetic, who don't take medicine at all, who don't take it serious till it's like too late. 
Right. And that's what I was saying. Like, think about this, though, CJ. A lot of these people been out here smoking and drinking and wilding, dog, since they were 16, 17, 18 years old. Now they 37, 38, 39. They still young, but they get up in age. Mm -hmm. So you think none of that had nothing, you know what I'm saying, no form of a side effect on your body? I most certainly did. Bro, think about it. Like, oh, we don't think about it. Like, I can eat junk food. Like, back when I was, like, a youngin', I could eat junk food all day, every day. But right now, I can't even eat that shit, bro, because that's, like, that shit will affect your ass, bro. Oh, I used to be terrible back in middle school. I used to be one of the kids that would bring, I don't know if y'all remember when Fago had the three liter. Mm -hmm. I used to bring the three liter to school, and I used to drink that mug all through, all through the day. Like, it was nothing. My boys just be like, bro, the acid don't hurt. Like, what? Nah. Uh, I ain't going to say his name. I ain't going to call him under the bus, dog. But somebody that I know, CJ, you sort of kind of know him too, dog. I ain't going to throw him under the bus. But when we was growing up, all he did was drink pop. Or if it wasn't pop, it was Gatorade. And one day he woke up and he was peeing blood. You know, a bad urinal tract infection. You know what I mean? Because you didn't went so X amount of months, days without no water, without flushing that out your system. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. fucked up, man. I'm trying to tell people just take care of yourself, man. Especially if we get older, man. We're not getting any younger, dog. Yeah, one of my friends is uh, mother-in-law. She had been smoking weed, but hadn't been taking her medication. And the weed basically, like after whatever the medication was supposed to be fixing, mm -hmm. it, it was bad. Like she had a stroke of everything. Didn't say a word. And kept doing what she wanted to do until it got to that point, man. So, yeah, man. Us black folks, we gotta take care of ourselves, like for real, for real. True. Us people as, as as a whole too, because you know, you know, certain people get hard headed from the standpoint of I used to be able to do this, I used to be able to do that, so I can't, I still do it. Mm -hmm. People don't like to look at their own demise. Everybody always feel like yeah. until it happened to them directly that they good, you know what I mean? People don't even realize, like, if I was to put you in a time machine and put you in your body from 10 years ago to now, you will feel the difference. Hell yeah. yeah. For some strange reason, you feel like, you know, I can still do this. I can still go hard in the paint. I can still do what I do. You know what I mean? I can still, I'm rolling up five, six woods a day and goofy shit like that, you know what I mean? But you gotta be, you gotta be weary of that. Yeah, man. Meanwhile, I'm still making sure I stretch before I hoop. These niggas out here just trying to make sure they can still drink and smoke. <laughs> uh, everybody different. <laughs> What's up, fellas? Y'all running to get on to these topics, man? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, man. First topic, though, I don't know if everybody done seen it or heard the new song. Meg The Stallion featuring Cardi B. Yes, wow. Oh, look at you, CJ. You couldn't wait. You couldn't wait. Look at you. Man, look, <laughs> I got to say is, like, the video itself, the choreography and all that stuff, the colors, all that stuff on the video was nice. Okay. It was banging. But the song in general, like, the wordplay, garbage. <laughs> it's garbage. Oh. Um, I give what they, I'll give what they were trying to do. I'll give what they were trying to do, especially they got – Kylie Jenner coming in, and they got the wordplay, got the hoes in the house, you know, old school. Um, yeah, that was like a Detroit slang, too. I peeped that out. So I wonder if the producer from here, 
Remember those from like the old uh, mixtapes from back in the days, you know yep. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if the producer here from Detroit, I ain't even do like research on it, but um, but shoot, that's like a house shoot, that was a um that house was a, music. a song back in the eighties, bro. So eighties not what, nineties or some shit like that. I thought it was um, Uncle Lou when I first heard it. Huh? I thought it was Uncle Lou when I first heard it. Mm-mm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. But I, I mean, think it was from here, but it could have been originated from like a loop lyric and then like the um house Yeah, music like right here as far as house music as far as Detroit is concerned, you know, we like to mix shit, so right. But yeah, I like I like the um uh, the lyricism, I don't like it too much. But um but the video, the video was cold. It was dope as hell. I like the um the choreography on there, bro. The color, the different colors and all that shit, very creativity on there. I like it. I really, really like it. I really, I fuss with it. Okay, okay. What about you, Brandon? I think did you get a chance to listen to it or see it? I know. I saw. I listened and I saw. Like I, I did a whole little thing to it to try to make sure like I got everything. And to be honest with you, I think the only issue with the song was that Megan Stallion didn't go in the freak manner that Cardi did. I think that I think that might have been a little bit of the issue to the song. Like Cardi, you know, anytime she talking about sex, she go all the way out. Megan, when she talk about sex, she talk about it in a manner of you gotta earn it more than you just take it. You know. So I think that I think that's what the the mix up might have been for the song, cause it was it wasn't like how uh City Girl um featuring Cardi was, you know, where where every lyric and every bar coincided with the song. Yeah. I guess so, they trying to switch it up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Megan Thee Stallion went crazy. She did her thing, and I like what she said as far as her lyrics were concerned. But I think that it was about the fact that she didn't just she didn't match the 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 sexy that Cardi was was spewing out. That's all. She was fine. She did her she did her things. You know, they both was you know, getting down, shaking it like they normally do. But as far as the bars was concerned, it was more of a ass, you know, they did them. You know, Cardi did her thing as far as how she goes in a freak manner and Megan did her thing as far as how she goes in a freak manner. So it was it was it was just the matching for me. It was dope, but the the sexiness didn't match as far as the bars. A lot of that's because, you know, a lot of these verses nowadays is email. It's very that rare. Too. You know, you, you'll get two artists, you know what I'm saying, to sit down in the studio, put a beat on, and actually, like, create a song from scratch. You know what I mean? Then a lot of these producers uh, sing you a song with, you know, samples and an idea and a title to the song already, and then they run around and get a um, songwriter credit as if they really wrote the song and, and, and they didn't do it. Like, prime example, you know what I mean? Hitmaker slash Bird, that's what he do. Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah, it's just a level that, right? that. Huh? I was like, yeah, we talked about that too. Hitmaker. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. But um, in my opinion, man, listen to the song. Another, another. I ain't gonna say typical, but like another, you know, chick anthem. I guess you know a lot of the females on my timeline on my social media actually didn't really care for the song like that. A lot of them said what Brandon said. You know, like Cardi verse wasn't as good lyrically, or she was like reaching a little bit. That's neither here nor there. You know what I mean? I support both them ladies. I'm not really the biggest fan. Their music ain't really my cup of tea, obviously. You know what I mean? But I support them, you know? 
They got yeah. some songs I like. They got some verses I like, like Cardi's verse on um, the G Easy song, you know, and et cetera. You know what I mean? So I'm not that biased or closed minded when it comes down to that type of rap. But um, the, the discussion that I've been seeing, fellas, you know, the same typical discussion of the stripper rap, you know, and females basically defending it and trying to, like, basically say, well, if men can say this, that, and the third, and they rap talk on we can't. And I, and like, I, we discussed this before, right, CJ? Yeah. I mean, I, I agree to that. I do agree. I do agree with that. I agree. But, like, back you then, like, even, right, but, like, even then, like, the point that we made then, and then I'm going to make the same point now, the problem comes in that the mainstream female rappers is all like that. You know, it's not no diversity. Like, females like substance, but they don't like it coming from another woman. This right. In this era, you know, the majority of the, the, the main top three rappers in the last 10, 11 years has been who? J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, and Drake, no matter how you want to cut in a slicer. Now, Drake might not be as substance or lyrical as, or as, as the other two, but he, he gives you the same substance and, and, and diversity and the same salute of women in songs like they do. But all three of them, they main fan base is women. But right. then you'll turn around and get like a Shay Noor who was dope or a Rhapsody who was dope. Rhapsody. And mm-hmm. they main fan base is us. So it's like right. they don't get the support, get, and they don't get the support like that. You know what I'm saying? They gotta get the support from women, though, bro. We can only support. Don't get me wrong. We can support who we want to support, right? right. But if right. it's, for instance, me and N women equally supporting J Cole, and then it's only men supporting Rhapsody, Rhapsody is not going to be as big as a Nicki Minaj. When it's majority of women supporting Nicki Minaj, gay men, kids, and she still got her male fan base because at the end of the day, she can still rap. She still got talent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even when she's not rapping about her pussy and, and and sex and stuff like that, you can still cut it to well, she still spit. She still can. She still can go. It might not be a big male fan right. base, but it's still solid compared to a Rhapsody who got a small percent of female fan base and a huge percent of male fan base. So for women now to be upset about that, at some point, y'all going to have to stand up, take accountability, and start supporting y'all artists who's more diverse. And you can't sit up here and get mad at us when we call it out because at the end of the day, yeah, we got our futures and stuff like that, but we also got our J. Coles. We also got our Wyoming and Cordays. We also got our, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All right. I'm seeing is Cardi and the City Girls that y'all promoting and Nicki Minaj and, and Cash Doll and et cetera. And no, not to them ladies, because I support them all. The slut right. and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Well, I ain't going to call them sluts, but, you know, the, the stripper. Like, I said slut walks. You know the oh, okay, okay. Yeah, the slut walks. You know what I mean? But the stripper bars, basically. You know, we yeah. got to, you know, I, I support it, but it comes with consequences, basically, you know? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, how y'all feel about Cotty Jenner being that video, bro? <laughs> Everybody talking about, like, it, she only, she only, she only in that video for twenty seconds. She walked in. Carmen Electra was only in a couple of videos for like twenty seconds, and she wasn't. What? I'm gonna say what? this. One thing I'm noticing that people ain't saying: the only time we know that Cardi Jenner or what's her name, Kylie, Kylie. Jenner, Kylie. Kylie, Kylie, Kylie Jenner. The only time that I can recall in like recent history. That Kylie Jenner was associated with Meg Stallions when she was, you know what I'm saying, allegedly with her when she got shot, right? 
So was this filmed around that same time? Right now, I now that was something I was thinking about because Megan. Yeah, was I was thinking about that too. Yeah, and I'm like, she moving with a gunshot in her foot, or was this prior done? I think it was prior. I, the video I think prior. I think all uh, this was that weekend, bro. Okay, or so this happened because they were hanging happened. for like a week. You know, sure. nowadays it take about a day or two to shoot a video. You know, so who That's knows? And then the way that the video was made, it could have actually been. Yeah, it could have been just green screen. I think for views, bro, because you know Kylie Jenner, she have a very huge following around the world. So like, just to have those three women, like powerful women, well, in the mute, well, two women in the music industry, like Cardi B and Megan Stallion, and then add on uh, Kylie Jenner, who was like very, very inspirational, influential, and uh, social media. That's yeah, a but very powerful thing. So like, you gotta think about it. They might get like. How many views they had on that video within a day? Like maybe 50 Bro, years. but I'm not going to hold you up. Them views on that video is going to be what they is, regardless if she was in that or not, bro. I mean, Like true. Kylie Jenner don't make or break that, though. I think right now you got to read the room, right? A lot of us, man, our community is tired of the Kardashians. No matter how you want to cut it and slice it. You know what I mean? They're tired of them. So when you see a video like that, a lot of people saying like, damn, that should have been Jordan Woods. She black, she thick, she looks just as good as them. You get Car Kylie, you fuck up kind of like the mood. Hey. Everybody not a Kylie fan, you know what I mean? And I support old girl, you know what I mean, whatever her name, man. Hey, I'm not into all that, you know what I mean? I don't watch no Kardashians and none of that. I'm a whole male, whole man. But I get, I understand the room, you know what I mean? I see why people, damn, like I read, nigga, they said it's been 30,000 um, people that signed the petition to remove her from the video. Dog. Bro, uh, we, we, bro, it got 50,000, bro. It got 50,000 signatures, bro. You said what? No, it got 50,000, dog. I saw 30, man, right before we logged on. 30. I saw 50. I'm looking at it now. It's like 50,000, bro. Is up to 50 now? It's at 50, dog. They need to con that. They need to con that shit. Bro, they childish, dog. I swear to God. You got, you got love. You got love. It's not that big of a deal, bro. You got love. It's not that big of a deal, bro. It's not because at the end of the day, it's not. However, however y'all feel about the Kardashians, whoever these women have supposedly destroyed, these men still had their own mindset and still had their own decisions. But see, that's the thing, bro. Like I said earlier, you got to read the room. They're not mad about the men. They more mad about the Jordan Woods situation. So everybody that I'm reading that's like mad about the Kylie being in the videos, women who saying that should have been Jordan. I'm reading that everywhere. Me so they don't care about like the Lamar Odom and shit okay, like that. But, okay. You always gonna be the scapegoats. But so, here go the but here go the crazy part. This is my video. Man, bro, you ain't gonna never stop the internet when it come down to trolling. That's a fact. And it's going to always be a critique. And when you throw in Kylie, that's like, damn, I'm seeing all this ass, all this ass, then Kylie for no reason. <laughs> so I'm going to be criticism and something. Everything not perfect, bro. Everything not perfect. Somebody well, ask, answer this question, though, CJ. Do she make or break the video? If that was Jordan Woods, just as thick as she is. I don't think she – You see her walking – I don't think she make or break the video at all. Well, I don't but, think she matters enough to even. I know, but like, like she still, they like, still can have the views without her on the video. But shit, I'm not talking about the views. Like, I'm not talking about the views, right? 
But I'm saying yeah. it's bringing more clout. It, I mean, it's bringing more clout. If you just simply swap in her with motherfucking Jordan Woods, somebody who look that's first and foremost that's that's really trendy and popular and shit like that, look just as good as Meg, no, just as thick, and she walking for twenty seconds, nigga, that video probably motherfucking perfect. Kylie is like it don't make a break, but then you wondering why she in there, right? Shit, if Jordan Woods is on that video, it's gonna be on poor hood. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm saying, nigga. You might see peaks <laughs> from every angle, nigga. Only fans, my nigga. From every angle, some type of form of real sex appeal. You throw in Kylie, it's like, God damn. Man, unseasoned oh, chicken. Whoever, bro, whoever her <laughs> surgeon is, bro, he's a fucking uh, artist, bro. Like, whoever whoever her surgeon is, he's a fucking artist, bro. Like, Bro, they, they surgeons. Is, man, I got to salute they surgeons, though, dog. Like, yeah, dog. But still, she's still but yeah, man. Right? Let's get up off this subject, man. Yeah, uh, bro. Over the um last few days, man. I don't know if you fellas heard, man. Local Chicago rapper, national rapper, FBG Duck, mm-hmm. recently, you know what I'm saying, got murdered in Chicago, downtown Chicago, about what, about five or six days ago, man. Yeah, I don't man. know if y'all know who that is. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, he's from. Okay, yeah, he's also was a part of like the Chicago drill movement and things like that. He recently just released a song. I think it was called Dead Bitches, maybe about a month ago before he died. And allegedly in the song, he was talking about a lot of other like his rivals who already died. And basically from where it is on the streets that, well, I ain't gonna say on the streets, but like on social media, they saying that basically was retaliation from that song. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I'm seeing a whole lot of like Chicago rappers, you know what I mean? I saw like a video they said it was Chief Keith and um what was my man's name? Young Reese, uh, Little Reese, Little Reese laughing about him dying and a couple other little, you know what I'm saying? They say something Chicago like rappers. Dirk was laughing too. They say something like um, Dirk was laughing too or no? But I don't I know. It could have been Dirk. It could have been Dirk. But um my question to you fellas is first and foremost, you know what I'm saying, rest in peace to him still regardless. And uh, what's your thoughts on this? And I want to talk about, like, the thin line between entertainment and, you know what I'm saying, the streets or reality. So, um, yeah, recipes to him, man. And I was watching – I was listening to his music um, in the past because he was on um, Vlad TV. Mm-hmm. And he had an incident with, a, like, a people, a chick or something like that. And he had to go to court or whatever like that. So, um I was listening to his video, his uh, music and shit at that time, man. It's like that that nigga wild, like for real, for real. Like he really like into those streaks, man. So like, you know, guys like that, like they make it big, wherever like that, but they don't get out the hood. Like, like Chief Keith, right? You know, once he made it big, wherever like that, he moved out of Chicago. Man, he moved out of the whole damn East Coast and moved to fucking California. So like, when you like a person with that higher stature, um, you gotta make a choice. Like, you gotta make a wise right decision to get the fuck out of the city, man. Like what Boosie said. What Boosie he had an interview with Vlad TV with Vlad, and he was basically saying like, man, what, if you make a bid, you gotta move out of your city, man, because there's a lot of haters in your city than it is like anywhere in the world. And I found that true. Like, your biggest haters is like the people in your city. Um, it's 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 very unfortunate, man. 
but if you live by the gun, you die by it, I guess, you know? So, that's fucked up, man. I don't know if he had kids or something like that. Probably. Probably. But, Lord knows, but it's fucked up, man. I'm going to say to this is that all the young, you know, artists that's making it, doing it big, that's being really big out here in the music industry, get the fuck out the city, man. Don't even hang in the city. If you be in the city, you better have a concert or something like that and get the fuck on. Because it don't make no sense, man. You just want to be in your city just hanging out, thinking you like invisible and shit like that. You know, niggas will catch your ass slipping. He got caught slipping. And it's very unfortunate, man. That's all I got to say. What about you, Brandon? Niggas don't be watching their surroundings like they claim they do. Right. Right. And he was yeah, with, uh, and he was with like three or what three or four other people, right? Right. When, yeah. when that when somebody got the drop on you though, dog, they got the drop on you. That's true. But at the same time, like you just said the difference between entertainment and street shit. If you in the streets for real, right? And a nigga and they get the drop on you or whatever the case may be. After that first initial shot, let's say you don't get hit. Nigga, you supposed to bust back. Right. If they if, if they had a gun on them, shit, I don't that's know. If my, had- but, that's, but that's my whole thing, too. Like, a lot of these entertainers, it don't even be the fact that you back home in your city. You just not protecting yourself knowing that you got a new status quo. A lot of these niggas really believe that because I grew up here and because it's where I'm from, I'm safe. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Because you, the neighborhood might be the same, but that don't mean that the people in the neighborhood are the same. Bro, the crazy thing is he in the, uh, he in the gang and shit. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so all the more reason to be on the tip of, you know, a lot of these rappers, at least back then, when you was in a gang, in the streets, or whatever the case may be, you became a rapper so that way you could get away from that life. And then you made yourself, you know, more uh, marketable to be able to not only do what you need to do for yourself but for your family and then go back to your city and give back. And I'm not saying that he wasn't on that tip. But what I'm saying is, is that knowing that you're getting ready to try to do all that, it pays to be way more uh, prevalent and being visible around the people that's around you. If you don't know this person, that it has never been around you in the first place, and they coming out of nowhere, you you got a G-checker. Bro, who are you? Who brought you on? I don't know who you are, so you have to go. Mm-hmm. You know then, I'm going to just say this, though, right? Like, you brought up Chief Keith earlier about how when um he started to blow up, he got up out of Chicago. But you got to also remember Interscope had hunt- – millions of dollars invested into Chief Keith. So once he signed on the dollar line, his life wasn't his life anymore. Right. They bought his some type of war- um, some form of a ROI back on him. So you you and you in LA, no matter how you want to cut in the slice, you want this was was offered to you, we need to get this above you know what I'm saying our ROI. We need our you in LA, we need you to do we, we these songs with Kanye West. We want you to, to travel. We want you to do all this. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, on the other hand, like we were saying, um, I think we run this up. It don't take much to be a rapper anymore or entertainer or a singer. All you need is a smartphone, the internet, 
maybe a few thousand dollars and a decent producer and there you have it and if you got this image you can become real real popular like i'm not trying to say dude was broke or had money or not but i'm positive he didn't have what chief keith had when he left because it was millions of dollars invested i'm pretty sure dude didn't have a label that invested millions of dollars into him he probably was just still almost some everyday average dough type shit the problem comes in that the type of music and the type of energy you got around you too you know but it's easier said than done oh well why he didn't have security and just that and third i'm telling you right now when 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 you get caught slipping it's not gonna never be when you when you think it is that's probably was the one time he didn't have no security on him or 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 something like that you see what i'm saying but you got people watching you 24 7 you know, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. You never know, man. Like, think about it. Big was in L.A., for example, for a whole month before they finally got the drop on him and took him out the game. And look how they did that. Mm-hmm. He was out getting tattoos and having fun at Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles and, and living it up for a whole month. And they caught him when he did when he literally least suspected. And that's how I usually always happens. You know, it's unfortunate, man, but it just is what it is. I, I pray for Chicago because I want to say at least the last 10 to 15 years, man, it's like it's a war over there, and it don't look like it's about anything. I, like, I'm not going to say I um, gave them a pass 10 years ago, but now think about this, man. It's been 10 years later. A lot of these cats still got the same issues. They grown men now. At that time, I can use the age. Like, all right, they only – 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21 at the most. They still kind of young. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of these cats is, you know what I'm saying, 29, 30, 31, 32. And it's like, man, it's the same issues. I'm not saying that was with him, but I'm just saying when I'm looking at Chicago as a whole, I pray for him. I get it. It's the, it's the hood and everywhere. You know, yeah. real niggas, sometimes, man, you wake up and, and, and you might get into some shit that can get real. You feel me? That's true. But, like, I pray for his family, man. I hope there's no retaliation, dog, because it seems like it's only the entertainers and the rappers in Chicago that's getting killed. You know, even though it's killings every day, it's killings every weekend over there. It's a culture over there, and they really need some form of leadership. And I I don't know what's going on, man. They need some form of leadership. Seriously, because as far as the streets are concerned, I'm I'm not going to lie to you. That's one of the biggest things that did or was controlling death was that you had a you had a big G or OG that was telling yo that ain't worth it or don't go through this for that you know what I'm saying like I'm not saying killing is right one way or the other but when it happened you know it was always a last resort type situation I always just I'm bored I think I'm gonna go blow somebody's brains out or is it simply fuck you from a beef from ten years ago. You killed my mans, I'm going to kill you. Then you come kill me, then I'm going to kill you. We all going to make songs about it. Meanwhile, you saw me, God knows how many times in those 10 years where you could have been did something. Like, nigga, how much did I really bother you? But I will say this, though. It's easier said than done. If you ain't really tapped in like that, dog, or a part of that shit, man, you will really never know fully. You know what I mean? So I will say that just on little experience I got. I know how shit can get real. It can get real, real fast. And when you get caught slipping, you got caught slipping. You know, but 
what I'm just basically saying is, man, Chicago got a lot of famous people who come from there, dog. They got a lot of entertainers. You know, it's time for some form of leadership there, dog, even if it's in, in that form, to come back and show these kids, man, or these inspiring rappers, man, like, it's more money together than apart. That's true. I get it. That's the other Something thing. A lot, of, a lot of dudes, they get big and they don't come back on purpose. Because they feel like, what's the point? But, like, I get it. Some beefs, it can never be resolved. Right. Some issues can, right. but you got to learn how to coexist. Like, what's more important, man? Like, you got to let, we got to learn how as in a, in a community period, dog, or as a people to let shit go. You know, definitely when it's not worth it. You know what I mean? Right. That's true, bro. But, yeah, man. But um, rest in peace to him, man. But, like, we're over from, like, the streets and the entertainment. Have you fellas been watching the No Limit documentary? I haven't, bro. I watched a little bit of it. I watched a little bit of it getting cut up. So I've seen some – I saw some stuff that I did not know. Um, no wonder um, Master P has – such a, a a vast idea of how the game can go. You know? he's, he's, I, he's always been solid with me, bro. Like All day. Man, like with Snoop Dogg, um, helping with Snoop Dogg, helping with um, – this is his record label, like, entirely, bro. Like, he helped, every, he helped everybody. Even – I remember this one interview Eddie Griffin was uh, doing, and he was basically was telling him that, he basically was saying like Mass P gave him a million dollars. Yep. In, uh, like video, bro. So like, I know you fellas basically ain't watched it, but it's a um, five part series so far. They on episode four. I think episode five. I think it come on Wednesday. You know what I mean? So if y'all can try to catch it, it's real good. But like, I brought that up to basically talk about like, all right. For instance, there's a part in the documentary. I don't know if you saw it, Brandon where um, he was saying he got a phone call from Suge Knight. Now, this is yeah. before the um, Snoop Dogg situation and stuff like that, and he was basically saying, like, yeah, I heard you um, setting no shop in California, but you know there ain't enough room for um, two big dogs here. Max P basically told him, like, all right, so when you moving? Right. And like he said, his whole motto was, I'm here to do business, but when they made one gun, they didn't stop. And one thing about... The West Coast is all run on politics. Mm-hmm. When you try to deal with somebody like a Master P who coming up and setting up shop, you don't know who all you got to deal with back in New Orleans. Right. Now, it's one thing to have a, a set in, in California. It's another thing to have a whole city or a whole state on your head. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And I look at it like from this standpoint, right? And back to the Master P, but I'm going to just say this about Suge. He spent so much time, man, trying to be a, a real nigga and, and a goon and a gangster and all this goofy shit, man, from the stories that we all been hearing from almost everybody the last 25, 26 plus years. He really fucked his whole legacy up. And the mm, fucked up part man, about it is, man, Suge easily might be the smartest young black entrepreneur we ever had in music. From a, a whole different, a whole different. He was a fucking buddy, bro, bully, bro. You know, from a whole different level that I'm not even going to get okay, on. Okay. He's not even on the topic. But one day we're going to have to really break down should and the impact and the brilliance that he did have. But you threw it all away, man, because of ego, power. And now look where you at, dog. You might probably spend the rest of your life in jail, man. You don't even own Death Row no more. Hasbro toys. Do. 
But like mm-hmm. back to back to um low, no limit. I salute Master P. I'm gonna ask y'all this two these two questions, right? All right, now Brandon. Yes, sir. When it comes down to impact, has there been and like all right, I'm not even gonna say Jay Z or or Puffy Biggie or or, or 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 Tupac, right? I'm gonna just simply say, well, I could say Jay Z, but like Biggie, Tupac, they we ain't gonna include them, right? Because they impact came within a depths, basically. Right. But like in the '90s, was there three more motherfucking people who was more impactful in music? Period. Hip hop, R and B, it don't even matter. The Master P, when you really think about it. No. Or or what he did in the 1998 year alone. Okay, there you go. Right there. The 98 year. The 98 year, I remember hearing every and anything that has something to do with Master P. And the smart thing that I noticed was that if you wasn't covering music, he was covering clothing. If you wasn't covering clothing, he was covering movies. If he wasn't covering movies, mm-hmm. he was covering something else. And not even just with that. Music alone, if he wasn't covering his own album, he was covering everybody else's album. And what I had noticed about the No Limit situation was it was really more of a safe haven in the beginning to put people in a position to no longer have to go back to the stuff that they used to do that would get them killed. So what I what I loved about the whole No Limit era was that it was just a constant continuance and then how he became such a uh, he became such a, a, a standing that others tried to mimic it and they did okay but they never got to the point that he got to you know slip and slide and uh 3-6 mafia and and hot boys and cash money like everybody tried to get to that level but they never made it that far that he got to to where you know things are still somewhat looking up the way it should if you will so no i don't think there was anybody as uh influential next to jay-z no master p was definitely Master P was that nigga, man. Master P was that nigga. He was that. He was that quiet. But he was that quiet. He was that quiet. That yeah, he was. He was Jay Z was just everywhere, but he was that quiet. I got a question for you now, CJ. Let's go um, piggyback off what I just asked Brandon. Okay. Now, also what Brandon just said, like you know, like in a documentary, they even broke it down. Like I eventually went on to you know, clothes, sports management. Remember, he was managing um. No Limit Management was had Ricky Williams. Remember that? It's Ricky year. I don't know if y'all remember that. I don't remember that, no. Oh, yeah. When Rick, well, they talk about it on the documentary, too. You know what I mean? They break that down. So, um, you know, when y'all get a chance, go watch that if y'all could. You feel me? But yeah. back to what Brandon was just saying, I'm going to ask you this, CJ. Master P got it to, like, clothing lines. He, you know, remember he was in the NBA once or twice. He played for the Hornets. And he played for, you know, Toronto for a minute. And he started venturing off different things, right? And it was helping building his brand. But the former artist there in a documentary broke it down like everything was, you know what I'm saying, was cool and mass free, but the main thing that suffered the most was no limit. 
he like at that point the business of the music business and the label became shaky. So by the end of ninety nine two thousand, majority of the roster was gone, and it wasn't like they was jealous or mad or nothing like that. It was more on some stuff like we need Master P to sign off on a whole lot of stuff. We need our CEO, but he out playing basketball this season. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, now he in sports management. He with Ricky Williams somewhere. Mm-hmm. Or he trying to, you know, create some shoes now. You know, and it's mm-hmm. like, at that point, who do you go to? One thing I will say oh. about, like, oh, Rockefeller, for instance. Uh-huh. Go, ahead, bro. go ahead, bro. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, no, no. You good? Because I'm going to ask you the question. Go ahead. One thing I will say about Rockefeller, they had three people. So when you couldn't get in touch with Dame, there go Jay. When you couldn't get in touch with Jay, there go Biggs. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No limit, it was just basically Master P. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you this. Sometimes, could you overly, like, for instance, you um jack of all trades, a master of none. You see what I'm saying? Because right. sometimes that hurts you. Yeah, it looks good. That yeah, it hurts you. Because <laughs> if you have a big industry like that, let's say, like, Amazon. Amazon have, like, Jeff, what's it, Bezos, whatever his last name is. Uh-huh. But he have a team. He have a team. He have a board of directors. He have a CEO, CFO, whatever like that to keep the, you know, keep the management, keep the day-by-day operations going. So we have a record label like that. We have, like, all these artists and stuff like that. And you're trying to do, like, different ventures and everything. I think it's best for you to have a team. You got to put a team together. Um, You can't do everything by yourself. Like, mm. what I was telling y'all, um, we were trying to do our thing together. I, I like, shoot, we got to do this together. I don't want to – one of us do it by ourselves because it's going to be overwhelming. Or yeah. certain people have certain, you know what I'm saying, roles. Yeah, because like, yeah, I know Master P, he has certain goals he want to do. So I guess that, you know, the he way made, that I was picking up, I'm, The way that I was picking up in a documentary was Master P assumed everybody else was going to step up to the plate. And they was on some stuff like they was never offered this position to step up to the plate. We're just still artists. And at this point, we're looking for our boss, our leader, the captain of the, you know what I'm saying, the general and stuff that like that. Lead us. But we ain't seen Master P in three months. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, who else do we go to? At the end of the day, his word is final. So now I'm going to ask you this, CJ. When it gets to a situation like that, man, like, all right, before I even ask you that, Mystical was already signed to Jive Records, right? I don't know if you saw this part, Brandon. And I do remember this. Not on the part of the documentary, but I do remember him being with Jive Records and then going to know them. Basically, Mystical first album, they, he was in a red for like $376. I mean, $1,000. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. Master P tried to get him about that contract. And at the time, these white people was like, nah, we own him. He in the red for 300000 You know what I mean? So Master P right then and there signed them, gave them a jack. Like, oh, that's that's what it is? He he minds them, huh? Hickling y'all money. He knew. I get mystical. I get on this little 300. I'm about to make $2 million off of him. You mm. see what I'm saying? So if yeah. I'm mystical in 1999 when Master P is doing everything but the music, basically, when Mystical up and decided to leave, was that disloyalty on his part, or was that still in the best interest of his career? Oh man, um, I'm asking you that too, Brandon. Man, I think it's kind of good, CJ. 
Go ahead, go. I'll just go, bro. I'll just go. No, I, I don't think they got anything to do with loyalty. I don't. That's got nothing to do with that's like that's like you that's like all three of us like bring up the Amazon thing again. That's like all three of us is working at Amazon and all of us is managers. But uh what's another big company? Google call Rob and say, Hey, uh, we like your work. We'd like to pay you this X amount of dollars, as well as we'd like for you to move here and move there. And the where um where Rob ends up moving to happens to not only be a better living situation, but a better health situation. Are we supposed to go, man, you a hoe. You gonna leave? So that way you can so that way you can live. I expect <laughs> CJ to do that though. I ain't gonna lie. I expect Craig to do that, dog. I ain't gonna Yeah, I was gonna do some shit like that. Like, no, but for real, like dudes do that because they can't deal with the fact that they were not the first to think of it. It's not even about the success of it. It's the first to think of it. Mm-hmm. I didn't think to have you uh or to do what I need to do marketably for you that this other company is going to do. So because I didn't think of it first, you really got not only a right to leave, you you don't have nothing here holding you back. So I don't have anything to negotiate. Right. Then, then we're talking about him being the jack of all trades. He's the jack of all trades that did not realize that, you know, you need a king, a queen, a jester. You, you know, you need a whole little squad of a kingdom in order like to I get said, it done. Like I said, you got you got silk to shock, and you got see murder. I don't see why you didn't give them a title or leave them instructions. Versus right. you thinking that's because they too, bro, and that's his family too, bro. Like for real, right? Bro. You thinking you thinking that we just gonna know? No, sir. It doesn't work that way. You called us. We didn't want to be rappers, as the documentary states. We didn't want to be rappers. But after your brother got arrested, soul got killed. You basically said y'all don't have a choice. Mm. At least, um. Frank Lucas, when he called his people up there, he gave everybody a job. He gave everybody a title. He gave everybody a responsibility. Right. Master P didn't do that. All he did was tell them, you need to do this, you need to do that, and then that's it. He didn't give them anything else to go along with because he put it in their mind, everything's going to be all right because I'm going to take care of it. So, no, it's not It's not disloyalty. It's, it's doing what's best for you. Because right. That's for sure. I'm pretty sure he tried. I'm pretty sure as long as people was there, I'm pretty sure he tried to like go, you know, I still love y'all and everything, but I gotta do what I gotta do is best for me. When you watch the document, well, when you fellas watch the documentary, it's real good, trust me, because excuse me, like they got Fiend. They even talking about like with Mia X. She was on some stuff like, all right, before I even get to Mia X. Beast about a pound, in my opinion, is one of the best hip hop producer groups outside of maybe like the hitman a bad boy you know what i mean and then it's probably beast by the pound like when i say producer groups i'm talking about four or five different men creating classics for a label that's what puffy had and that's what master p had you see what i'm saying when he filled out with beast by the pound and basically they left no limit in 1999 that was basically the end you know, and it was unfortunate because, like, with Mystical and everybody was saying, like, P 
wind up bringing in other producers and stuff like that, but they just didn't have that sound that mm-hmm. the Five Gentlemen by the Pound had. You know what I mean? They didn't have stick, that. Yeah, bro, when you stick with the sound, you got to stick with that shit. Because cause I think or, that was from, cause that's like a New Orleans style. Uh, right, that's like, what I was just about to say. Or you got to have like a Manny Fresh who throughout the years, it got to, it, it got to, you know what I mean? Grow. That's my boy. Like, that's my guy. Manny Fresh from 98 was something hey. totally different from Manny Fresh in 06. Rob, you know I'm going to take the same thing I tell my wife. Stay out my head. You ain't paying no rent. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, man, what you thinking about I Manny Fresh? Dollars, I swear I was just thinking about Manny Fresh. This nigga just walked to my house and just took it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I got a couple dollars for rent. You know what I mean? Okay, cool, 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 cool. Both of y'all good music here, so. But no, he's right. Because that's the same thing that happened to Cash Money besides the baby situation. The issue was, is that the only reason they was going afloat, or that was that they were still sticking around as hard as they was, was because Manny was making the beats. Those beats was saving Cash Money. Yeah. yeah like 02 to about like 04, 05. Those beats was saving Cash Money. Yeah, people weren't just coming to people weren't just coming to rap with the juvenile and baby and, and Wayne. They they wanted bro, a Manny Fresh beat. Hey, bro, New Orleans had a hip hop game on lot back in '99 between '99 and '03, bro. They, they had a hip hop game. I mean, like, lot, think bro. about this: what I was about to say with the uh, Beast by the Pound thing. Like, me and X basically <laughs> said during that time when Beast by the Pound left, she had 14 deaths in her family in one year alone. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? On top of that, she had kids to take care of. And like Master P, he all over the place. And the producer that uh huh. No, I'm saying I was reading what you were saying. Oh, okay, yeah. And the producers that, you know what I'm saying, P was getting, she wasn't mushing well with. So she had no other choice but to leave no limit. It she had to do the best within her mental health first and foremost for losing family members, trying to raise kids and being a woman. But like what she was saying, once she left. She blamed herself because once she left, everybody else started leaving. And mind you, she came in when Master P blew up with Body Body. Mia X was on that song. Mm-hmm. Mia X was always seemed like the second best rap or noticeable rapper on No Limit at the time. And she was yeah. a whole female, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like at this time, you venturing off doing so much stuff, man. You gotta understand, like every rapper, definitely new acts. Like at that point, they only had like one year, maybe two years of mainstream success. You gotta give them time to like grow as an artist to maybe want to work with another producer or two or experiment with a different sound. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. At that point, they kind of still scared because not only do you get rid of five or six different producers, you know where to be found. You see what I'm saying? Oh. All the more reason why you have to have a conversation with your team because just because you have an idea that's going to blow up, that don't mean that it's going to blow up for everybody. The best thing that I will say about the documentary, if you watch it, it really feel like nobody got bad blood with Master P. It really feel like they was more disappointed, but they still love him than Mm -hmm. anything. The only thing I didn't like was every time it got to a point where somebody left No Limit, Master P, it seemed like, I'm not saying it is, it seemed like he still, like, felt some type of way that they left. But everybody who basically left was on some stuff, like, they didn't want to leave. You see what I'm saying? They had to. You know what I'm they saying? They had to. Like, basically, like, dog, you know where to be found, 
or the money ain't looking right really right now or I got to it's moving too slow. I got to do what's best for my family. But I still love P type shit. Like I still love that nigga to this day because he saves my life. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I think if Master P, if he would have had like a solid team together, like he, if he had like have a team that do different roles, I think Matt, I think No Limit would have been like active to this day. Even though they got No Limit forever, I don't, whatever. No, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I really, feel, I know it's different. It's way no different from the original No Limit. But I was saying, like, you know, I think he would have still had like something like a Def Jam or some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like he should have never got rid of Beast by like Beast by or like Pond, Cash Money, man. like Cash Money feel active, like. And they would but think about what happened. Brandon just said, bro. Think about what Brandon just said. Manny Freddy. By 2002, the only people who was really still on Tash Money 2003 was Manny Fresh and Lil Wayne. Turk was gone. BG was gone. Juvenile was gone. You, I mean, you know, that was the main nucleus. You and feel the crazy part was when Juvie left, Ju to me, Juvie was the only one outside of everybody that left Young Money. When they when it first or excuse me the left cash money when it first got down was the only person that really wasn't hurting because he was creative enough to have other avenues in play as far as different beat makers and everything because he him and 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 Wayne were that and Manny were the true X factors. Keep in you mind, Brad, Juvenile wasn't with Cash Money to begin with. He was independent for like the first two albums. Then eventually yeah. he went over to Cash Money. He got Soldier Rags, and he had another album that was, like, popping, like, 95, 96, before he went to Cash Money. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, by him leaving Cash Money, it was more like, I still got connections in the city, you know what I mean, on my own, you know? But at that time, they still had Manny Fresh. I feel like, back to the Master P thing, him falling out with Beast by the Pound, like, in the prime, like, think about if Master... Think about this. If Matt, if Manny Fresh would have left Cash Money right before they in 2000, that's exactly what happened. Like, right, be, like they just had the biggest success with Back That Thing Up and, and, and Hot Girl. And, you know what I mean? Like, hot Girls? Man, I mean, oh. come on, let's keep it real, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and then I, all of I a would, sudden, man. and all of a sudden, before we can get the number one stunner or get to roll on and shit like that, Matty Fresh leaves. So Cash Money would have lost momentum like how No Limit did, mm -hmm. you know. But um, I don't want to spend too much time on this, fellas, dog. You know, we'll get we'll probably bring this back up on the last episode next um, podcast so we can finish it up. But yeah, um, y'all ain't still, watched it, man. It's still, Please, it's, still, it's still on, right? It's still like one. Yeah, the, next, the last episode, I think, come on Wednesday, fellas. Or if, if y'all can, try to catch it when y'all can. You feel me? But okay. – um. Have any one of you guys seen the Beyonce documentary? Yes, sir. Okay. What about you, CJ? About it. No, I haven't seen it. Not yet. All right, go my ahead. Wife my wife did. My What's wife the pros and the cons, my G? Um, honestly, I don't want to call it a con. I, I don't think there was any cons. I think this was a... Uh, what was that movie that Michael Jackson made that produced... Ah, Moonwalker, bro! Yeah. <laughs> That's what it was. I, that's no for real though. That's what it. No, that's hold on. Listen to me. 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 For those who are Moon not Walker, old enough, bro. for those who are not old enough to understand Moonwalker, listen to me. 
what I liked about what I that's that I'm only putting it in that category because of the the song selection that came with each uh that came with each subject of the movie. There was different subjects within the movie. And then when that happened, Michael released a song to go along with that subject. That's exactly what Beyonce did. And what I liked about it was it was a not the subject matter, pretty much. It was somewhat of a it was somewhat of a play off of Lion King a little bit. Okay. As far as mm-hmm. if Lion King would have introduced people along with the animals, if you will. Hmm. So that's how I perceived it. I loved it honestly because the creativeness of Beyonce's mind, whenever she whenever she's on something, she on okay. it. It's not no half ass, I'ma come back to it. Mm-hmm. Um we yeah, don't I have gotta, enough um, to do it. I'ma just ad lib don't say you right, man, man. When she owned it, man, she put her she put a hundred and ten I agree. So when it came when Erica had put it on, you know, Erica thought I was falling asleep, but I I was paying attention to it, but it was so much to absorb. Because you you had to pay attention to what the message was as well as the music. And I honestly believe that if there is a con, that will be the con. The con will be people will be so vastly interested in for the music, they won't understand the movie or pay attention to the message. So the message that I got from it was, this is what we really could have been right now had we not been touched or had we fought like we were supposed to fight. This is what we could have been now. The same way that the Jewish are right now, the same way that, um, I don't want to say they not, but they are. The same way that the Hispanics could possibly be more of, the same way that the Asians are. Everybody, you understand what I'm saying? Every country will have their own like impact. Right, this could have been us, like, oh yeah, you know, the black people are, you know, their kind is, is, is a kind that you have to really pay attention to, you have to really study because of the way that they've handled themselves and the type of stuff that they've created and the mindset that, you know what I'm saying? Like how we look at the Greeks and how we look at every yep. other race. This could have been us had we been more prevalent and not only making sure that we had not been taken, tainted, or touched, but yeah. had we had each other's back. Yeah. You you beautifully explained it. Like you it shows like the power of black identity. Yeah. That's Pretty exactly much. what it was. It was it was exactly what black identity could have been had we tried. Yeah. So like I I did not watch the movie, but I seen like all over like social media, like the costume design. Um, the scenic design, like the scenic design of the the doc, the movie, and I think it was like it's beautiful, man. It's I'm like, man, I gotta I gotta watch this shit. I got my wife be telling me all the time, watch it, baby, watch it, baby. But I never got a chance to watch it, but right. I'm watching, like, and it's some and it's something um, else that we gonna it's something else that we probably gonna end up hitting on. I don't know who gonna who gonna knock it out the park first. It'll probably be Rob. Well, I didn't get a chance to watch it fully. Um, turned it on, went to sleep on it, so I just figure I'll watch it when I know for sure I don't got nothing to do. You feel me? So I'm gonna probably, um, if not after this pod, I'll probably turn it on, or if not, 
for sure tomorrow morning. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When I'm free, don't really got anything to do. Um, like basically what Brandon was saying, man, everything looked wonderful, dog. The designs, everything, the you know what I'm saying, the music was actually sounding kind of pretty good too. The little parts that I was seeing and hearing before I went to mm-hmm. sleep. Um salute to Beyonce, man. You know what I mean? Like Brandon said, whenever she do do something, she do put 110% into it. She don't have to ask. We talking about a sister who's been in entertainment since she was about, what, 12, 13 years old. You know, yeah, she's still under 40 now. How old is she? Like 37, 38 or something like that? About 37. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's still under 40 now, and she's been in the game 25, 26 years. You know, mainstream-wise, you got to salute that sister regardless if you're a fan or not. For sure, one thing that I did see on social media that I seen people was um basically trying to indicate that like her costume design of the uh, African goddess here, I think that's what it was was basically like demonic and things like that. Dog. And I feel like I can never tell people on how you know what I'm saying to um or what faith and things like that that they believe or you know what I'm saying um go by and things of those natures. Dog. But what well, one thing we gotta realize is everything is not demonic and some things is demonic. We got to know the, the difference between the two. We see African spirituality and we instantly go to demonic every time. But when we see Thor, we don't think about demonic. We don't, when we see yeah. other people's, and mind you, they stole Thor from the African God of thunder and lightning, but that's a whole totally different d- debate and, 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 and subject right then and there. You see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But any and every time we do anything that's pro black, showing Africa in a good way instead of kids with flies on their face and, and famine and the jungle and shit like that. It's always right. yeah, it's always have to be a knock somehow some way. And I don't like it. You know what I mean? Alright. He opened the door. This 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 I'm calling her this. Y'all don't have to y'all don't have to follow me. Y'all can leave it all to me. I'm calling her this 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 heifer no name. Oh my God! I Bro, I wasn't even gonna say no names. Oh my God! I was trying. I wasn't even gonna say no names. No, no, no. I'm gonna let, let let Brandon go in, go ahead, man. Bro. I'm happy to bring her up, dog. I'm gonna mute myself. Bro, I will mute myself. Bro, I will mute myself so I can listen to you carefully. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead, bro. She did make a comment, didn't she, Brandon? I forgot. Let me, let me explain something to you, young lady. You are a guy, you are too invested in trying to find something wrong with your own kind. You are entirely too invested on trying to figure out what else is wrong with us to fix. We are in a state where positivity is everything right now. Everything. Uplifting each other is everything right now. And however we as Black people choose to do it, if you don't like it, be quiet. It's very simple. Man, when, you know the when I don't song. when I don't like something and something gets on my nerves, I don't always voice it. Because it's not particularly that it's a bad thing. It's just not what I'm into. If you're not into it, then don't be into it. The, but, the the sad thing about No Name is, bro, my brother, and I'm, I'm, I, cause I forgot she made some stupid ass comments, man. 
I'm not gonna lie to you. You're adding trouble. You're adding the trouble. The trouble is that you are so worried about us trying to fix. You're you're one of the leaders. I think we gotta do a fine job now that a lot of people is waking up to like systematic issues and like racism. We gotta know how to pick out and see how Candace Owens is not for us. Or how they go and get people like No Name to be against us too. You see what I'm saying? If you feel like Candace Owens is paid off, you got to understand how No Name is also. And then when I say pay, it might not even be in the physical sense of actual money. It could be in the physical sense of I'm trying to destroy anything that's pro-black that don't benefit me and my agenda at the time. Right. I'm disrespected. And- I'm disrespected personally because I feel like the the comment that was made that we're not showing the struggle that they're going through. No, duh. Why is it that we could not have shown a good part of Africa this time? But when do have when have Africa ever shown a struggle of a Black American going through anything? See, that's a, it. She, that's my issue. I mean, let's, let's call it right, man. Africa is one of the richest countries still in the world, if not still the richest country in the world. When you go to they, they entertainers and stuff like not that, good, you don't. Oh, my bad. I, well, I'm just saying in the world, period. You know what I mean? But they still the yeah. richest continent. You feel mm-hmm. me? Yeah. When you think about their entertainers and stuff like that, they don't. you don't think of them, you know what I mean, trying to big us up, you know what I mean, as the descendants of them and things of those nature. And I'm not trying to throw Africa under the bus, but like... No, Africa, but they don't, they don't put us in a particular... They don't put this in a right, position right. of us being paid mine. We're not, we're not paid any mine. Africans do the same type of... What's the word that I'm looking for, dog? It's on the tip of my tongue, man. Capitalism type shit that America do mm-hmm. in America. It's all about what's in their favor at the time. When somebody like a Beyonce basically showing you that no matter how you want to cut in a slice, that black is beautiful, you shouldn't have a problem with that when your whole campaign has been black is beautiful since you came on the scene a couple years ago. That's so is it. it that you mad because it's not you? Like I said, you had we a have problem an issue. With- Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just about to break it down her whole last month and a half, bro. It started when she made them comments aimed at, you know what I'm saying, um, J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar, mainly. When J. Cole replied, you still had an issue. Then you hopped on the common thing. I, I don't know if we talked about the Talib situation. If not, we'll probably get into it the next episode because it's real long. You know what I mean? But then you commented on the Talib situation with false information and tried to spread it as facts. Then now here you go with the Beyonce thing. So it's like you trying to what they do is in systematic racism, bro. I'm trying to show y'all, and it's a movie coming up now that's showing the the, um, the death of Fred Hampton. I don't know if you guys been seeing the um, previews, but basically it's called mm-hmm. um, Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah, yeah, I'm waiting to watch that. Now that I'm waiting to watch. What they do is, like how they did the Fred Hampton, they get these moles, they get these people to not only try to take down the mainstream people, but the conscious community too. So just like how they got the Candace Owens to take down the mainstream and what we see on the mainstream, they get the no names to try to bring down the conscious community. So not her main or the people who doing anything pro-black. You go at Beyonce when she do something pro-black. You go at motherfucker Talib Kali, who's the last 23 years, his whole career has been pro-black. You go at Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole, whose whole careers has been pro-black. They got more positives and pros than cons in their career with helping back with the community, giving back, 
helping with the less fortunate, hiring minorities, men and women, being there strong for not only the brothers, but the sisters too. But then here you come, this, all of a sudden now, to spread all this false information. Hey, what does she do you, for the community, bro? No name. I'm not, I, I even give no name her flowers to a degree because she do got a bookstore and she do like encourage a lot of reading and a lot of good books. She is really, really political at the time before she went crazy this last month and a half to two months. And she really, really was like helping with the community when it come down to protesting and certain, you know what I'm saying, campaigns, helping the needy and things like that. Duh. It was real, real low key, but she was doing the work. I'm not even going to lie to you. You see what I'm saying? But of recent, the last month and a half, she just been on a, a smear campaign towards her people. And it's just as bad as Candace Owens. The only thing is she's not publicly shucking and jiving for Trump, but she's still shucking and jiving because your whole energy has been towards anything that's pro-black. Uh-huh. Now Beyonce is the, another victim. Oh, Lord. That, no, 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 no. Hold on. Wait a second. I have watched. One thing I've learned about watching Beyonce, her and her husband have a distinctive way of, of having the power of destroying your career without doing nothing. Mm-hmm. So for somebody named No Name, you you mighty invested on having credit for bashing and getting in the way. Because that's what you are right now. Mm-hmm. You in the way. But for like no no logic. Like if it's a real strong logic You don't have those, nothing so to back it up at or all. Some, or something to back it up or something that I can't say, like, it's just proof and there's no rebuttal afterwards, I could salute it a little bit. Right. But, um... I can't... Yeah, yeah. To... Because to, I want to talk about this other subject we got, too, but since we on the no-name thing, have you fellas been seeing or, or um recently heard about all the stuff that Jaguar Wright been doing? Um, I just not... I, I was listening to it, like, maybe a couple of days ago, maybe a day ago. Okay. About her um saying that um common sessions assaulted her or whatever. Man, it's not even like all right, for those who don't know, Jaguar Wright was a soul singer from like the early two thousands. She yeah, was a part yeah. of the Neo Soul movement. She actually could sing too, that's the sad yeah. part. Yeah. But she was a part of the, like the Neo Soul movement, you know what I'm saying? The soul Queriums, you know what I'm saying, Talia, Most Bev, Common, Erica Badu. The rules, you know, everybody know the main 10 to 15 people who was basically a part of this movement. D'Angelo, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. She disappeared off the public spotlight, I want to say like 04, 05, and it was like really no real explanation. Out the clear blue about three or four days. How long was it, um, Craig? About um, four or five days ago. Yeah, man, about four or five days ago, she come out of nowhere and basically exposed that Common sexually assaulted her, but in her story, listening to it, sounds shaky. Like, she went from saying her and Common was in a relationship to he tried to get hit from her, and she said no. Then she woke up, and he was poking at her jaw with his dick. Then she went to saying that it was just all over the place. Like, for instance, she tried to make it seem like, well, I'm not going to say it happened or didn't happen. You know what I mean? I want to still believe her to a degree because that's a serious charge or accusation. You feel me? But, mm-hmm. for instance, CJ, I don't know if you heard it. Like, pay attention. In the video, 
Within five minutes, she said, all right, Common did this, that, and the third. Erica Badu is jealous of her because after we broke up, he got with Erica Badu and she made a song about me because I had a bigger butt than her. But Common will always love me better than her because I'm a real bitch. And then Common's such a bitch-ass nigga because he used to see me with my ex-husband and speak to everybody but me. Wait a minute, hold on, time out, sweetie. Hold on, time out. So you mad that a nigga that you said tried to motherfucking rape you or sexually assaulted you didn't speak to you once y'all broke up? You snitching on yourself and don't even realize you snitching on yourself. I ain't, I ain't watched the live video, bro. I ain't getting a chance to watch the live video, but I was just reading stories about it. If you was almost sexually assaulted with a boyfriend or not, and he tried to force you into oral sex, why would you get mad if, because he didn't acknowledge you after y'all broke up? Mm. And every bitch he been with ain't been no real bitch. Think about it. Every bitch he ever been with after me, it only lasted what a month, maybe a few months. Like, wait a minute, what do you mean? You just said he tried to sexually assault you. Then you exposed that he was with Lauren Hill. Nobody never even knew this. Maybe y'all did. I didn't. He ain't been the same since he left Lauren Hill. What? Then you get to throwing out accusations basically saying Dice Raw was whiting for motherfucking black thought. Dice Raw go on his Twitter instantly and said that was a lie. He's praying for her. Like, <clears throat> just like with the no-name thing, man. I just feel like it's a fine time now magically that the energy has been towards the hip-hop conscious community. And it started with no-name. And, you know, I don't know if you fellas been, like, catching up on the Talia Kweli situation, not this Jaquar White situation, or even with Beyonce doing something conscious and pro-black with creating this fume that's called what? Black is King. So now it's been an attack on anything pro-black. The conscious community, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, we got to see how these people was against us, just like how Candace Owens and Kanye West and Herman Kuhn, I mean, Kane. And, and, and all these people and Terry Crews and all these people is against us. Because just because one do it with the cover up of feminists and, and being black and the other one doing it with the cover of being a Republican and, and being anti-ghetto is all the same thing. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I just want to throw that out there, man. Um, if y'all got any thoughts on it, man, cool. If not, we can go to the next subject. I think it's kind of fucked up because, you know, Malik B., Passed away. Rest peace to that man right there. He won. Oh, bro, I gotta ask Brandon this, but go ahead, uh, CJ. I about to say because he one of the founding members of the Roots, and he recently passed away because I think he had cancer or something like that. Yeah, I think he was battling cancer, man. Rest in peace to Malik B, man. So she would, she would come out with this bullshit at the wrong time. I gotta ask y'all fellas this, mainly Brandon. If he get back on the screen, where you at, B? All right, there you go, there you go. And another rant, CJ, I don't know if you saw it. She comes out of nowhere and say that R. Kelly was in the same studio with The Roots when he was getting some of these young girls back there. And how she was uncomfortable. Oh, I, ain't see, I, ain't, no, I ain't see that shit. And how she was, just listen, and how she was uncomfortable and wanted to speak up, but somebody from The Roots pulled her to the side. She wouldn't say who. And told her, don't do that because R. Kelly make people millionaires. And don't do that. You know, you got to mind your business, basically. So now she's basically said that 
if certain things don't come to like um, Elite B family and shit like that, she's going to start exposing some of the other shit that she know about the R. Kelly and, and some of these girls. Wait a minute, hold on. Time out, sweetie. Time out. So for 15 years, you ain't said now one thing. You knew about all these, or you got facts about R. Kelly or the roots with underage women. And for 15 years, because you ain't been a part of their circle since 04. This is out her mouth. You ain't never tried to confront or come forward or say anything. And then now you're trying to blackmail these people into abiding by your demands. And then you're going to tell on information that you know about underage women messing around with the roots and R. Kelly allegedly. What, 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 what is, where's your conscience? Where's your ingo? Mm-hmm. Like, is you really pro-black or pro-women like how you claim? Because you really go hold on to information like this. Fuck the roots. Fuck all this shit. It's about this victim. If you got information like how you claim. But, man, I don't know if y'all want to stay on this, though. I see Brandon looking, man, but I just have to ask y'all, though. Is that cool, man, in any form or, or nah. anything? Ain't no information for that. I, I ain't, uh-uh. They ain't no, ain't no, ain't no just you said, on that one, bro. You said relevancy is at, was at the end of 04, right? She said she left that old circle of the roots and, and them, she left in 04 and ain't been around them since. She ain't heard nothing from them or nothing. Right. But then she turns around, for instance, say, Dice Robin writing Black Thoughts music lately. How would you know if you just out your mouth admitted you ain't been around any of them since 04? I haven't been around them publicly. She said, period, bro. Publicly. <laughs> Second of all, you said relevancy around 04, which makes sense because the very last time that I even remember Jaguar right being, because I had to remember who you was talking about. The only, like, the last time I remember her being relevant was her hook on Ain't No Love in the City with Jay-Z's Gift and Incursion. Damn, that was even before old four. That was like old one. one or old three. Yep, that was that was on the blueprint. That was on one. So that's almost twenty years. That's damn near twenty years ago. God damn. So, what the fuck? She ain't been around. Here we go again. Plus. Here we go again. Here we go again. With the mindset of we watching everybody shine. And you didn't step up and say nothing, so we can we can actually look at it from the standpoint of Mystical was in a position of where he was doing fine, but he could shine a little bit more if he moved over here. I'm pretty sure Jack Ryan Wright had that same position to do the same thing, but when you're in the conscious community, as far as Neo Soul is concerned, it's without saying. Uh, it's without saying pushed for you to keep yourself independent. Mm-hmm. So it didn't work out. And I'm not saying that's the only reason you're on this rant. But it didn't work out. The circles that you used to be around, if you're not invited to anymore in the manner that you used to be, you're just not invited no more. And then to use, you know better than the women that come out of nowhere and be like, Oh yeah, I, I knew about I knew about him doing that. 
and all this extra stuff, but I just didn't want to say nothing. Daddy, there's something like you. Yeah. Man. She just came out of nowhere with that bullshit, dog. Because um, I remember she said something about it a few days ago, but I never, like, it just never registered in my mind until you said something about it. So I'm like, oh, yeah, it's been, um, it's been about oh, three or four different videos, fellas, dog. If y'all ain't seen them, if y'all get the chance, man, watch them. They ain't that long. You know, I think they on YouTube now. You know what I'm saying? You can YouTube it. But um, it's very interesting. But the only thing that I was saying, dog, she, like, contradict herself a lot in all her shit. And it be, like, within minutes of itself. Like, you just said Common tried to sexually assault you. And I'm not saying he did or didn't. Because that's a serious accusation. I mean, aggregate, uh, you know what I'm trying to say. Accusation. But... Why are you mad? Cause he ain't talk. What, what do you mean? You, why would you want somebody who tried to sexually assault you to talk to? Why is you waiting sixteen years since you left the circle to start talking anything about any of them? You even brought up Jill Scott's situation with Erica Badu. You throwing them under the bus. You try to say Jill Scott's first album ain't good today. I just listened to that about a week ago. It's still amazing. Again, what is he talk like? Oh, hey, shit. Again. again, no longer being invited or around those circles anymore. That's what it is. But at this point, Brandon, bro, it's been 16 years. I can't even understand being bitter for a couple years. But almost two decades? Yes. You know why? Because privately, I'm still talking to certain people in that circle who love me enough to say, look, she you need to let, let it slow. That Hold on. I'm about to get there. You need to let it go. You need to let it ride. But also... Right, go ahead, bro. You do smoking, drinking, whatever case may be, and just thinking about what if. Nobody got time for that, bro. Yeah. Nah. But um, we had come, trust me, man. I It don't seem like she threw, and I'm by positive, we'll be back to this situation, probably the next pod, uh, but I got a question to ask y'all while we own this. As far as, like, privilege, do y'all really think it's a difference between racism and being privileged? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You want to go first, Brandon? You got that, CJ? I let me go first. I don't. I I don't think people know, as far as that are privileged. I don't think they've ever been put in a position to know because privilege also is another word for sheltered. That's true. I only I only take my children here. My wife only eats there. And privilege don't even have to be about being rich. It's no. just it's just a daily routine of the same old, so that way nothing changes. Nothing is different, and you're not taught anything different because if you taught something different, then I no longer have you under the control that I need to have you under to do whatever I need to do with you. So, yeah, I don't think, I think, because just like racism is taught, privilege is taught. You're taught that you're supposed to eat this and eat that. We're taught that we're supposed to season our chicken. Mm -hmm. We don't know. We don't know any other way. We don't understand why they're why you wouldn't season your chicken. I think for uh, right privilege, it's like it could be a cause of racism because it's the way they raise. So, like, if you go, let's say, you go to the store. And they got like, if you go to the store, 
if you go to like a hair a hair like like a hair uh station whatever like that mm. they got like a million one things for white people they got like for blonde they got light brown hair this or that whatever like that for black people they got like this one little session right here mm. for like the african club they got like sheer moisture, sheer moisture murray's this Huh? Murray's dog <laughs> staple in the black community for over fifty years. Murray's dog. <laughs> keep your hey, hair Hey, keep the wave banging, dog. It do, it do. Yeah, but, man. Hey, bro, it make your hair. It make your hair dry as a bitch, though. Oh my that's god! Add, that's because y'all niggas ain't had no grease. <laughs> With that oh. shit, nigga, you think we ain't had to add no grease on that motherfucker? No, that Murray's something shit. different though, like with oh, the waves and shit. Man, that the Murray's, that Murray's was like the shit, bro. One, like, one finger, one finger fool. That's what <laughs> niggas is getting the whole slap. <laughs> Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Goddamn head is a bristle, brittle bad now. <laughs> right. Oh, so like for um. We talked about this earlier, um, systemic uh, racism. Well, actually, systematic, but it's actually systemic uh, racism. No, no, it's two, it's two different words, bro, and they mean two different things, but it's basically the same thing. So you're right, no matter what. Basically, okay. yeah. So, like, for um, white, like white people, they maybe don't think they privileged and shit, but they actually are privileged. Like, they, get pulled, they can get pulled over and shit like that. They could be, they could have like a suspended license and they could get away with this shit. Like with us black folks, they give us, uh, they give us a whole, whole bunch of problems. Hold on. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Now, nah, wait, because what you just said, they're taught that they should be able to get out of it because of how they're taught to deal with the situation. Mm-hmm. We have not been taught the same way that they've been taught. Anytime that somebody, Anybody that somebody of color has been pulled over, we are always, especially as black men with our mothers, we are always subject to our mothers freaking out because the first thing to come to their mind is us. So I got a suspended license, but I've been working, trying to make sure that my child is staying out of trouble, all this and all that. Why are you messing with me? Why are you you're not even letting the officer speak? Meanwhile, when a white person get pulled over, is there a problem officer? Is there an issue officer? Like, I don't understand why it's yes, so... Sir, no, sir. Like, yes, sir. You know well, no, nah, I can't say that. I can't not say fully, that though, right not there. Fully, not fully, but, you know... Because there's just so, some white people to get pulled over just as rowdy, if not more rowdy, and they privilege of just simply them being white still got them alive to this day. When we see situations like Mike Brown, for example, or you know what I'm saying, dead. Or a lot of different people, you know what I mean? So it's levels to that, though. I see what you're saying, but it's, it's levels there. I just feel like I just feel like a lot of stuff, like like the difference between privilege and racism is that it's just a routine versus... It's a routine, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But then the, the, the togetherness or the same of the both is it's, it's taught. Whether it's... it's um, symbolic or it's, it's it's unconsciously it's taught you know what i'm saying like every morning if you if you every morning know that you don't get waffles 
and then you move on in life. That's the only thing that you eat every morning, and then you can't get some waffles one morning. You flip. Yeah. And somebody's like, what's your problem? You tripping? No. You're supposed to eat waffles. I'm supposed to have waffles every morning. I don't understand why I ain't got no waffles. That's privileged. Right. That's being spoiled, dog. White, but like, spoiled I, is a form of privilege. It's a privilege yeah. to have waffles. Put it like this, right? You got some people who know how to adjust. It's like they never struggle, pretty much. Right, right. but not just that. Like, I see what Brandon's saying. Like, you got some people who can adjust, and you got some people who can't. Yeah, a lot can't. of white people, they can't adjust because just throughout history, you know what I'm saying, they was taught certain things that they, mm-hmm. they, they mentally... For instance, they go to church and off rip their version of Jesus or, or God or the Messiah is white. That it starts there sometimes. Then you turn on the TV, all the superheroes is white. Then you might have that one black character, and guess what? He's black, and guess what's in his name? Black Thunder, Black Lightning, or, or, or Black Panther, or some old shit. You know what I mean? So you know that's the black guy. You see what so I'm saying? Like, Majority of the heroes is white when they turn on TV. Majority of the toys that they got is white. All their cartoon characters, for the most have, 90% of them is white. You know what I'm right. saying? When they, when they go to church, they God is white. All the prophets in the Bible is white. Mm-hmm. Everything that they was taught was white. So it starts there subconsciously first, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Then, Similar. then it goes on to, like, what Brandon was saying, you know what I'm saying? Some, just being spoiled and privileged, you know what I'm saying? Not knowing how to just, not knowing how to separate what I was taught from what's actually facts. They'd come and tell you what's facts until it's time to tell them what's actual facts. Well, the facts is Rome, this, that, the third world. The facts is you took our religion. Huh? Well, wait a minute. That, well, why have to be about color all the time? You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. It always goes down to that. You got some people that's privileged, right? And that's racist, and they was never privileged. These is white trailer park trash who vote for Trump. Right. They right. poured and bro, all of us combined. Right. And bro, you see this you know all the time in jobs, bro. You see this shit all the time in jobs. So like, white privilege and racism—not not white privilege, but privilege and racism—they intertwine with bias. So, with bias, let's say for instance, like if it's like a CEO job that's opening, and you got these two candidates, you got a black candidate and a white candidate, both. Like very sim, not very similar, but as far as like the educational background, it can be kind of similar because both got master's degrees, both had like a very high GPA in college, both went to Ivy League school, both got. I could say like a black person, he had more experience. He been in, he been doing this for like maybe twelve years prior, whereas like a white person, he might been doing this for like maybe three, two, three years, and they giving him the advantage because like of his color, he because of white privilege. Like with a black person, like, like for, let's say friends, like a black person here in America, we always gotta work 10 times harder. That's true. Like think about it, like Detroit public school system. Detroit public school system has been struggling for years and years and years. And right. whereas like a suburban public schools, they always have the advantage because they got the programs, they got the, they got the music programs and tech, they got the football programs. I could go on and on and on. So, like, with us, they cut programs because we get lack of funding from the state. So, like, for us, it's like, you know, we got to work 10 times harder because, like, teachers, they don't 
half of the teachers that in the, in the public school system don't give a fuck about us. Or like if they do, I mean, we really don't have the supplies to to do all the stuff that we need to do. Like we got lack of books, lack of homework, like we got like lack of resources to do what we have to do to learn. So it could it's like we always gotta work ten times harder. Like it was hard for me to because I was in Detroit Public School system. It was hard for me to do what I had to do because like the lack of resources. So I had to work 10 times harder. And then when I got to college, I had to work like 100, like 100 times harder because like all the stuff that I learned in high school, like in middle of high school, I know all the shit they was teaching us. So I had to go above and beyond, bro. Right. So, yeah, but, um, you know, just like, you know, privilege and being racist, uh, like, it's 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 difference. It's it's straggle the same basically line, but it's still different levels. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And like I was saying, you get some racist motherfuckers who they 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 look way worse than us. They poorer than us. They living in the trailer park. Mm -hmm. You know, they they four five hundred pounds, and they think because of their skin mm -hmm. that they're superior than us three combined. Yeah. You 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 see what I'm saying? And then. Yeah. You got some oh. people. Then you got bro, some people. Go ahead, go ahead, bro. I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm no, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was about to say because, like, they think they look at us black folks. They look at us like as poor, violent, very loud, lazy, etc. But truth to the matter is, white people have. They are. It's more white um, recipients of like cash and food, stamps. Low, low income. <laughs> Like bridge cards and shit like that than black people. And you know what it is, Brand? I mean, my bad, not Brandon. CJ, bro, it goes back to what I was just saying. Is is it start off when they a kid. Because they taught white is right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It gotta be right. I turn on TV, the action hero is white. I go to church, my God is white. You see what I'm saying? All the heroes is white, all the presidents for the most part, until Barack Obama showed his face was white. Majority of the city council, majority of the mayors, majority of the governors, all white. And every time they not white, look what happened. Obama went eight years and every day, to this day, they still call his wife a tranny. Like, let that sit in for a minute. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? Even yep. though it's pictures of her being pregnant, it's pictures of her being a little kid, it's pictures of her growing up within our face, and they still call this black woman a transsexual, dog. This is how much they hated the whole fact of a Barack Obama's face. Shit, that ass for his damn birth certificate. That ass for his damn birth certificate. Come on, man. Shit, like he was born in Africa. They say he was born in Africa, but he asked Ali he was born in Hawaii. Then you will get some people that might not be so racist for say, but they understand their privilege. Like a lot of these Karens ain't racist. Don't let it fool you. A lot of they, they love black dick. They love putting a black dick in their mouth. You know what I mean? But they understand. Yeah. For me to get my way, I'm white, and there's certain things that I can do to get my way. I don't hate black black people fully. I love black men. All my baby fathers is black. Look at me. But I know if I start screaming and hollering and I ain't gonna lying, throw nobody on the bus, but I know quite a few people. Oh uh, no, I mean I'm just saying, I know man. That very know? close to me, very close to me. But I ain't gonna I'm say just, nothing. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. <laughs> But nah, bro. So like, ah, oh, man. That's yeah, man. 
That's what's up, bro. But beyond, we basically got all the topics out the way, man. Except for one, the NBA bubble. Have you fellas been catching any of the games so far? Man. No. I'm you haven't granted. So right now, as I'm 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 like my my um uh, ESPN's going <laughs> up right now. So like Milwaukee and uh the Mavericks are overtime right now. Okay, okay. Um right, Phoenix yeah, well, bro, Phoenix is five and oh in the bubble, bro. They balling. I will say this to you fellas. I noticed it was um it's the term, I don't know if you ever heard of it. You got some people who um gym hoopers, basically that you take away the audience and the politics of that and the screaming and the hollering and the yanking of other people. You just put them in a, in a gym with other players. They they can come alive. Like, for instance, TJ Warren averaging 35 points per game. Bro, he going ham, dog. They going crazy. And, like, a lot of – I'm not going to call them scrubs because no matter how we want to cut in a slice, we like our favorite players. And some players in the NBA we don't like, but everybody in the NBA or who had the opportunity to be in the NBA can hoop. Like, they oh, can yeah. boil the ass off. You know what I mean? No I matter how you want to cut it. You said what, bro? Like, Phoenix, bro. Like, Phoenix is playing like a team, bro. Like, you see, like, like, during the season, like, during the regular season, it's like, like, damn, what the fuck is wrong with these motherfuckers? Because sometimes it'd be the audience can either boost you or take you out the game. Some players need that extra boost. You see what I'm saying? Some... Damn, ain't no audience, ain't no distractions. It's just me, these players, and this ball. And you seeing it now. Like, if you've been watching any of these bubble games, like, Brandon, if you get the time, man, watch some of these games, man. Like, you seeing a lot of people step up. I'm seeing a lot from people that I never – like, just role players on certain teams. Like, okay, he got I mean, that extra confidence. I mean, it makes sense because basically it's, it's small – it's like small room battle rap. You don't have right, all them. Right. You don't have all those reactions to to count on. You actually got to spit. So that's what this the is. The home team bias too. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, you, but you, but, I've been watching the battle raps now, bro. Hey, bro, I've been watching the battle raps now. Like they be like, it just two of the guys together. They might have somebody in the in the back room, in the back, whatever. Yeah, that's, that's how battle rap is now, bro. Like battle yeah, rap is like. Is they like in a bubble? And think shit. about this: like, I'm I'm happy Brandon brought that up because sometimes you'll see a battle, and a guy who really won a lose just because of the whole town bias. The audience ain't go ain't go react to dude because he ain't from here. I'm about to geek my man's oh, up. Man. Though. Yeah, you, you see what I'm saying? Mm. And that's sometimes that hometown bias. Think about it: they all in this bubble and they all in the same place. Yep. So, so that that it, it helps, you know. You got your superstars, even some super like for instance, LeBron James, man, like he been struggling. But then you turn around, you get a TJ Warren balling. You yeah. got some people like James Harden and you know what I'm saying, and uh A D and other people like that whose game ain't really been affected that much. You know what I mean? But you can tell how some people either feed or don't feed off the energy of the crowd. One thing about them though, eventually that is paying out. Like eventually LeBron is not gonna be struggling no more. He's LeBron James. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Eventually, you know, uh maybe a TJ Warren might calm down from 35, 36 points per game to about 2021. 20, or when playoffs come, he might skyrocket, it might sustain. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's been interesting though, dog. It's been interesting. It, it, it's interesting, bro. Just think about TJ Warren and uh Victor Oladipo together, bro. In the bubble, man, we got CJ and uh Dame, 
balling in Portland. We got uh Luca. Luca been balling like crazy. Luca been right. losing his mind off the highlights. I ain't gonna lie. I will say this: what I don't like about Dame in Portland, like today, for instance, I don't know if you fellas caught the game. I think you said you ain't been watching it, right, Brandon? Uh, man, he well. Man. Um, let me know, man. You know what I mean? If you need a little a little stream something or something like that, dog, I can I can hook you up while I've been watching it. You know what I mean? Right. Man, you um, saw we missed those two free throws, dog. I was just about to say that. <laughs> my bad, my bad, my bad, bro. No, 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 no. You can you can speak it, it don't even matter. I just wanted to say one thing. I'm having a problem with some of these teams, dog, because you one thing about the bubble, you starting to see a lot of people and a lot of these teams' flaws. Like, mm-hmm. even more than what you saw then. You see what I'm saying? And, like, with, with Portland, I feel like at some point, that ball movement, they got to figure that out. Like, we know it's either going to go through Melo, CJ, or Dane. Like, and, and that's about it. And maybe the other people might get some garbage points off of an uh, offensive rebound or something like that. But, like, I saw Dane force about three or four shots for no reason. I saw CJ force about two or three shots. I saw Melo force about two or three threes. And I'm just watching the game like, but my man's over there open. You see what I'm saying? My man's just cut to the ball. Like, he literally cut to the rim and there's nobody there. He's like, you're not going to pass to the cutter? You really going to shoot? It's like, scrimmaging. That's, that's, but that's why I've been calling what I've been calling because that's what happens in scrimmaging. In scrimmage, you find out everything that could possibly be wrong. And then for the real game, you try to make sure that all that's remedied. And that's why I'm having an issue thinking about watching the game because I'm I'm watching you scrimmage. I mean, that too. But to I'm, a degree, it's been pretty you gotta you gotta just check it out for yourself to get a feel. I'm, 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 I'm gonna give it a, I'm gonna try to give it a shot because I've been having a couple of people hit my line and ask like, you know, you ain't watching, you need you probably should watch. But for the most part, that's what I'm looking at it as. To me, it just seems like summer league. Hmm. It is, but it ain't. Like you, you gotta see it for yourself to understand. Like you'll get the feel after like the first two or three games you watch. The first okay. game you watch is gonna feel weird. I ain't gonna lie. You see what I'm saying? The but like after a while, bro, especially with the virtual like fan and shit. Yeah, it's gonna feel weird at first. You know what I mean? But you'll get used to it. Yeah, bro. How much time we got left, CJ? It's actually entertaining though. I think we out of time. Actually, we've been doing it for like we've been doing it for like an hour and forty minutes. So yeah, we pretty much out okay. of time. Yeah, um, man. Well, any final thoughts, fellas? Stop with the bullshit. Yeah, just stop. You don't like it? Fine. Mind your business. You got something positive you think you can do for it? Cool. If not. All right. Don't forget yeah. where we came from, and don't be afraid to go to new places. What about you, CJ? Um, don't be afraid to get out the bubble, man. That's all I can say. This like, just don't be afraid to go outside your norm. Don't be afraid to um experiment a little bit if you if you know what I mean. Just basically like um get out your shell. They'll be like, like for me, I I like I love going outside. But since the pandemic happened, man, I've been like more indoors and stuff like that. So I've been going a lot outdoors now. But like, you also gotta open yourself up to like to newer, better things, man. Um, 
don't be like settled. I, I like to call it settled. You like y'all people be like settled in like one thing. Yep. And don't do other shit. Like I like to do like different shit. I like to do like creative stuff. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's all I gotta say, man. For sure. I just you know what I'm saying like like always, man. I want to. Thank everybody who been tuning in and listening, watching us, checking us out. God bless y'all. Love y'all. Appreciate y'all, man. man. First and foremost. Um, Like, once again, man, be careful out here, dog. The way these people was driving. My cousin was in a car accident yesterday, actually. And she, she, she was beat up pretty bad. She was trying to back out her car. I mean, trying to back out her um, driveway. And a car just sped up the street and, and hit her. You know, and taking illegal precautions, but like in the meanwhile, that could have been our life. So, so man, calm down, man. I get it, y'all. Happy. A lot of the How she doing now? The, a lot of the cops ain't been in the streets, so y'all driving like mad. But take advantage of this because once they come back, they coming back with a vengeance. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So just take advantage of this, man. You know, show that we can drive and be responsible without the extra. Be careful out Please. here. I love everybody, Please, dog. And, and that's about it for me, man. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You know, follow, um, you know what I'm saying, CJ page on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I'm pretty sure you're going to put it in the uh, description when it's getting loaded. Me and Brandon. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. We about to get up out of here, guys. It's basically, I think it's all of our bedtime now. We getting old now, shit. So, uh. Um, <laughs> man, I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm starving. <laughs> I bet I'm. Sleeping. I gotta go. I gotta do this. What's the name in the morning? But anyway, we about to get up out of here, guys. Thank you for listening and watch another episode of the Three Raw Podcast. This is CJ. Your man's Rob. Your boy Jim. This is Three Raw. <laughs>